I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We'll make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Well, I heard that Puxatani Phil saw his shadow last week, so six more weeks of winter, unfortunately. Although, I'll take the snow. That's cool. But here's the cool part. I actually went outside, and I looked to see if I could see my shadow, and I did. I saw my shadow. So, I do believe that that means that there's at least 100 more episodes of The Real Brian Show. Let's rock it! Oh my gosh, episode 101, or I guess 101, this is like The Real Brian Show 101 or something like that. Is that kind of how this works? Hi! Welcome to the intro. Hi! Welcome to the intro. <laughs> this this is Mango Droplet and welcome... To, wait, no, wait. I, no, sorry. Strike that reverse. I, I am The Real Brian. You're Mango Droplet. <laughs> Isn't that... <laughs> Whoa. I am The Real Mango Droplet, by the way, yeah. just, you know, in case there was any concern. Welcome back again. Thanks for having me. Okay, you might be taking the record now, um, with the exception of Night Fox, because, you know, he came on for like four or five months. Uh, you got a ways to go on that. But beyond that, every other guest I've had on, I think you now are, are number two, it oh, as far well, as frequency. Maybe, maybe I'll beat him. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, do you want to? You know, that's, that's where it really comes down to. Hey, I've enjoyed my time on the show, that's, so. That's so good. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, I, okay. So we're nerding out about a few things today because, you know, we had that episode hundred last week and it was so funny because everybody thought you were going to be on last week. I know. Maybe I told them that you might've, that you were going to be. Maybe even I thought I was going to be on that show last week. I know. <laughs> I, I even thought you were, I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden here's this solo episode that comes out and everyone's just like, what's up with this? Like, it's just Brian. This is but so lame. Really good. Oh, it needed to happen. It thank good. you. It was interesting to record. And yet it ended up being very good. Of course. It's one of those you go into that kind of an episode and I go, hmm, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I think it worked. That's all that matters. I mean, you are the heart of the show and people <laughs> love you. So I think it was really good for you to kind of reminisce on what, where your show has been and where it's going. To be. It, it really was. And I got to tell you that 100 episodes, just a lot of, I don't know, input, you know, trying to figure out what other people want. That can really mess you up. And I know that that's what's taught, you know, find out, solve your customer's pain. You know, that's like the big buzz phrase right now. But it was interesting because going through last week's episode, just kind of doing it and then going back and editing it and that kind of thing, I just went, I think I figured it out finally. (laughs) Only took 100 episodes, but I think I figured it out. You still haven't gotten to 10,000 hours to perfect it yet. So, you know, we're always still growing and I'm glad you're where you are already. How much time you I think a lot of people haven't figured it out. They just don't ever admit it actually realize that's sort of what adulting is that like once I've kind of gotten older I felt like man my parents and all the adults really lied to me like no one ever told me how to be an adult and I still feel like a kid half the time oh yeah I still don't know how to adult and I don't want to you know at least you can choose when we want to eat cookies and ice cream my theory is is that there are some responsibilities you just have to adult and beyond that whatever serious i really there's just, no real way to adults no whatever yeah and, and it's so funny because I, I even look now everybody's like oh you know look at your elders you know they're wise well not always 
Just because they're older doesn't mean they're wiser. Not at all. Right. Because you have to carry on this kind of this spirit for learning your whole life. And you kind of see when people have sort of stunted or stopped growing at some point, you can kind of tell. Um, Mm. And it's really inspiring to kind of meet older folks who are always still wanting to learn and grow and to just like experience what life has to bring them and never get stuck somewhere. It's really exciting to see that. I agree. Before we go any further, I mean, we're going to be nerding out about some stuff. We've got actually kind of a serious question for the espresso shot today that I'm excited to ask. But there are two important things here I want to acknowledge right now. First of all, I would like to honor Miss Ice, Emily's dad. Unfortunately and sadly, he died two years ago today. And I know this has been obviously a very tough journey for Emily. So I'm going to ask you, each of you, to reach out to Emily today, send prayers, encouragement, et cetera, her way. You know, unfortunately, I never got to meet her dad, but it was obvious based on the things that I've read and things that Emily said that he was a he was a good man. He was a cool guy. And Emily's a good woman, too. So, of course, you know, send her some support. And on the flip side, it's also Captain Influence, who is Tony, his birthday today. So happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. I, I asked uh, Tony what he's doing for his birthday and he still hasn't answered yet. So. I don't know. Maybe it's Who knows? Illegal. If he's like me, he might have no idea until actual birthday happens. <laughs> See, there you go. Planning a birthday is like planning a hundredth episode. Oh, I don't want to get married one day because I'm afraid of planning it too. Like oh, planning yeah. a birthday also. No, thanks. I'll just, what I like to do is I just like to go prance around the week of and just be like, it's my birthday week. And then like try to convince people to give me a few cupcakes and things. Did you say um, prance I know it's really- around? <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I know it's very obnoxious, but I'm like, you know what? Oh, that's this is, awesome. This is the only time of year where it's all about me. Although, unfortunately, my birthday actually falls on Thanksgiving most of the time. So oh, bummer. I usually share it with Thanksgiving. Although it's better than sharing it on Christmas because True. at least I don't have to do the whole. Here's one gift that counts as both your gifts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, good to kill two birds. Well, no, no, that's not what we're going to do. I understand. Nope. <laughs> so I actually I, I knew this guy. Man, he loved birthdays so much. He would get so excited and he'd be like, how can I celebrate your birthday? And I'm what? what are you talking about? You know, don't you like hate birthdays as you get older? And no, he's like, you know, this is the day that we get to celebrate that, you know, you're here on this earth that, you know, you're a, a blessing or a friend or a whatever to us. And you know, it's just this really he had this really great outlook. And one of the former mayors here, actually, same kind of thing loves her birthday gets crazy and just yeah you know she loves to celebrate her birthday and she doesn't care and i think that's the attitude that we need not the whole yeah. oh you know i don't want anybody to know my age and uh, i'm not i just want to forget my birthday even exists i understand that to an extent but at the same time it's like i think the other way is a much healthier approach to life so yeah. prance around no, it's, anna prance it's the one time of year where it's like it's all about you i mean exactly Hopefully you don't make the rest of all the time all about you. But like, you know, when, when our friends were like, oh, I don't I don't really want attention on me. I'm like, let people celebrate you and love you and be excited about you. Tony, prance around, man. Yes. I would love to see a video Pants of you optional. prancing. Pants, yeah. optional. <laughs> Pants optional. Well, that's podcasting. <laughs> Pants are optional. True. Yes. <laughs> I won't tell you if I'm wearing pants or not. Right? <laughs> see, that's, well, if I go to video someday, then all you really have to worry about is. It's still pants optional. Yeah, exactly. All you need is a shirt. <laughs> That's it. You're all set. Okay. So I'm excited about this. I got to roast a Chinese coffee from the Black River Estate in China. Let me tell you that, and I've talked about this before though, but Chinese coffee is very rare when it comes to high quality because they produce a lot of lower quality mass produced coffees. You don't hear about it because it's usually the stuff that's just in kind of the lower quality coffee. But apparently when they produce this really high quality coffee, it's a rare thing. 
and it's extraordinary. It's, so well, it's because when people don't think of China as being a place rich in resources and being gorgeous, but there's actually a lot of beauty and a lot yeah. of really great farming land in China. It's yeah. shocking. Like, it's, go look it up on pictures on the internet. But you know, and I never went to China, but I've been to Taiwan twice, and mm-hmm. that was the exact same thing. People were like, "Oh, Taiwan isn't that just you know like a bunch of factories everywhere?" Oh my gosh! I mean, that's that marble. Have you been there? Have you ever been to Taiwan? Yes, I have been. So, have you been to the Marble Canyon? Mm-hmm. Oh it's gosh. so pretty. Yeah, I like, mean, that's I mean some if you have most, a chance there, yeah, it's some of the best did beauty you, I've seen. Did you stay there? Like in one of the, the there's like one five star resort there, I think, and mm-hmm. it doesn't cost a lot, but you can like stay there, and it's amazing and so beautiful. We stayed in a couple places. We went to, and this was actually through school. It was my master's program that oh. we did. It was a business program. So they were like, Hey, let's do some international business. So yeah, we it stayed in all about business. hotel in yeah. uh, Taipei. We stayed in one in Taoyuan. We stayed in one in Taichung. Taichung. Uh, <laughs> I, I think those are the main ones we stayed in. The wonderful thing about Asia uh, is that you can stay at such amazing like resorts and things like that for so affordable. Yeah. A lot of people go to Europe because of the architecture and whatnot. You go to Asia for kind of the nature that you can see. The food is um, it's oh, yeah. like, oh, so I good. want it so badly. Yeah. Um, and then like places you can stay to are just so unique. Yeah, you're right. The beauty. And it's so funny because like I said, people just don't think of the beauty out there. But the, the natural beauty in those areas is, I mean, it is subtropical or tropical depending on which areas you're in and it's just beautiful and oh yeah well it, but there's a lot of like mountainous areas too yeah. but they're like rainforesty mountains and mm-hmm. you can kind of see out on the valley oh yeah i had this one experience and you know for the for the nerds if you go back to you know the original star wars and you look at the you know the rebel base yavin 4 the masasi temple for the nerds that even know what i'm talking about there you know you know those big like pyramid kind of s- structures mm-hmm. in star wars yeah. and it has like yeah. all the the greenery and the jungle all around it mm-hmm. that's all asia there was this place in taiwan and it was actually their version of the fbi and we got to go what? there it was really cool it's their mjib is what it is it looked exactly like the jedi temples because you know they had that big stone with all the green lush jungle around it and i was just like this is amazing <laughs> oh, it was so cool i felt like a jedi oh nice yeah. it's my turn what, yeah what are no, you drinking and what i'm drinking so i'm drinking chia seed drinks i've gotten super into them chia seed? um oh, so chia awesome. seed yeah uh it basically you can take like a half cup of chia seed mix it up with two cups of water stick it in the fridge overnight and mm-hmm. then you kind of get this um what they call chia seed gel or pudding and like i've been doing it with like almond milk and then you end up get, kind of getting like a, a thicker kind of thing you can drink in the morning i put vanilla in there cinnamon and it's absolutely delicious, nice. super health, healthy. And what happens is that chia seed kind of gets like jelly-like on the outside a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a weird consistency, but I really enjoy it. And you guys can definitely try that out. Or if you want to try a similar thing out, basil seed also does the same thing, basil. except even more jelly-like. I know, the more you learn, right? I didn't know about the basil <laughs> seed, but we've done the yeah. chia seed stuff, but we usually take it and soak it in like, you know, your alternative milk. Yeah, that's that what I've been doing with the almond milk. Oh, nice. But you can do it with like lemonade or anything else oh, too, yeah. and then you can stick it in your lemonade. Yeah. You know, I got to be honest, my favorite is to do rice milk with chia seed, but I know rice milk's not as good for you, but oh my gosh, the flavor is so good. Yeah. No, but it's fine. Rice mi- flax rice milk, milk is, is good. Yeah. Or coconut milk. Then, it, yeah. you, then you can have like a real pudding and it's yeah. really good. It's a kind of almost like tapioca. Pudding. Yeah. Except, you know, what's so funny is I'm not a big fan of tapioca, but I love chia seed when it's all, like you said, oh. jelly-like. So it's the... yeah. There's something in the consistency of tapioca I don't like as much, but the, I don't know. There's not really any flavor to the chia seed, but you're right. It just, it's good, you know, and then you can, 
definitely definitely the uh, the vanilla and the cinnamon sometimes banana you can throw in like some oh, cashews yeah. or some kind of nut to you know if it's a pudding type mm-hmm. yeah mm, yeah super duper healthy yeah. Good for you. i throw chia seeds in my yogurt sometimes i, I do a coconut yogurt oh and then coconut. you do that like without soaking it overnight just kind of fresh so you get yeah, more I just of the throw it in yeah, yeah. nice although it, it, it's amazing what i do is i stir it up and let it sit for 10 minutes maybe and it's okay. usually good enough yeah, it doesn't get definitely. stuck in between your teeth because <laughs> otherwise they're really small and they do get stuck in between your teeth. Yeah, and definitely, definitely something if you're eating it at work and don't think about that and you smile. <laughs> and then you're just a mouthful of teeth. Oh, uh, wait, <laughs> you should have a mouthful of teeth. Yes, a mouthful of teeth. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. So are you drinking that every morning then? Uh, yeah, I just make oh, it the night before. So I stick it in my, um, you know, one of those tumblers and drink it out. And it's a good breakfast, too, because I'm I'm currently on surgery right now, which means I got up at three o'clock this morning to oh. go into the hospital. It sucked. So I got to figure out something to eat in the morning. That's what gotcha. OK, so now share the benefits of Chia, though. I should know more, but I know it's like a lot of amino acids and vitamins and there's some trace elements like magnesium, zinc, all those good things. Um, there's folks who have like kidney damage. They There's like some nutritionists that talk about getting half a cup of chia seed and six cups of greens every day in addition to like a healthy whole foods diet that can also help reverse kidney damage, things like that. So lots of antioxidants as well, like all the good things that you need to have in them. And omega-3s <laughs> too, right? Yes, and omega three. No, yeah. oh yes, omega three is not good for you. Omega sixes are bad, but omega threes yeah. are really good. For you. Well, they're so they're saying like the balance of three and six is good, but that's where this is the thing I was learning is that conventional meat, you know, like if they just eat crap mm-hmm. and farm or whatever, you have a high, high, high dose of omega six, which is why everybody says all oh, meat's bad for you. But if you eat grass fed meat, then you get the balance between the three and the six, and you're fine. Yeah, so omega-6s are pro-inflammatory, which is pretty, it's not good for your body. And then omega-3s are anti-inflammatory. Protein sources such as meat have a lot of omega-6s, like you said, and grass-fed has more omega-3s. So technically, you don't want to get any omega-6, but like if you're going to eat meat, that's just what it's going to be. If you eat plant-based proteins, so that's going to be vegetables, legumes, nuts, those kind of things, you actually have much lower amounts, if any, of omega-6s. Yeah. Yes. If you're going to eat meat, go grass fed, you know, antibiotic free, all that good stuff. But hey, you can actually have a non meat based diet and get lots and lots of protein. True. You know, that's hard for me. I say that. Yeah. No, I don't. (laughs) I don't actually practice it. I'm saying it, but I don't practice it. So (laughs) it's it's baby steps. If you can get the vegetables in, at least you're doing better than like half the American population. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. You're right about that. If you can make vegetables, you're you're, you know most of your plate which is even hard for me yeah, i, mean, no, I eat hard. a lot of vegetables but like too many it's just like oh i feel bloated so yeah. i can only eat so many but i'll tell you what i definitely i try to only eat grass-fed as much Good. as possible so it's Great. and i do notice a difference like an actual noticeable physical reaction difference between the meat wow wow i feel better i i have like less issues whatever they may be yeah. but that's the inflammation you're talking about Yes, definitely. And that's that's the same way I felt with sugar, too. So sugar is a super pro-inflammatory. Totally. And like nowadays, I don't drink any candy or sugary drinks or anything. But and whenever I try them again, you can feel like really bad afterwards. Yeah. You're just yeah. like, oh, oh, I, I did this to myself. Why did I do this? I know so, it's, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. And no, it's definitely super hard. But, you yeah. know, baby steps. At least just try adding more. But you don't even have to cut out food in your diet. Just add more vegetables and see how that makes you feel. And then see if you can start replacing stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, one of my biggest sayings here, and I love it, uh, that way we're not we're not getting obsessed with stuff, is to eat healthy, but eat the freaking cookie. So it's yes. like, you know, enjoy a cookie once in a while, but really try to just take care of yourself, you know? 
or the I think the best best advice I've still heard yet when it comes to food is eat foods that you love that also love you back. The best advice I've gotten is actually if you can see in your mind what happened to your food right before it, then it's okay to eat. Meaning like processed foods, things like that, where it happened in some factory and you don't know what the heck happened to it. Probably not the best idea. But like if somebody made it or like it's kind of made out of whole vegetables or things and you can you can kind of know what was put into it and you can kind of figure out, oh yeah, that came from a farm, straight from a farm. That's a kind of a good rule of thumb I heard from someone. Totally. Okay, well, so I've been hearing something very cool about, you know, you being on the show and stuff. And and it's so cool that I know people calling in and saying, oh, my gosh, I just, you know, I love Mango Droplet. Bring her back. Wow, she's good. We really oh. like her. So yeah, I've flattered. heard that from multiple people. <laughs> I'm not kidding either. I'm not just making that up. Thank you, folks out there. I appreciate it. <laughs> and trick them into keeping me on. It'll be good. That's good. Yeah, you just it, you just keep being fake. Oh, 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 yeah. No, we're good. you're actually real. That's what I love. I'm a real girl, guys. <laughs> it reminded me of like Pinocchio or something. I'm a real girl. I'm a real, real kid. Now. Well, I mean, that's kind of how it is in gaming. Like we're game. We've talked about this before, but we're gaming and they're like, wait, you're a real girl and you're playing video games. Well, oh. yeah, but somehow people was- are just shocked still by that. Yeah, no, I was actually playing yesterday and I had two very different experiences. One was like a guy just calling me this, the C word and like just what? calling me names for being a woman. Yeah. And he's like, oh, we're going to lose. And I'm like, are you serious? And then in the next game, a guy was like, wait, are you a girl? And I'm like, usually I get the question, are you a girl or a 10 year old boy? Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. So. Wow. <laughs> yep. So yay. Yay gaming. I'm sorry you had that experience. That's just yeah, ridiculous. It's fine. I promise I actually love gaming and have a great time, but just for whatever do. reason, anytime we have this or recording, I just had like a terrible experience with terrible human beings on the internet. So, well, I'll tell you <laughs> what, and I, and I'm not just saying this either, but you actually are one of the better players that I know. So uh, I, it's so funny. It's like, Oh my gosh, we have a girl on the team. We're going to lose. I'm like, actually, when you have mango droplet on the team, you have a far better chance of winning in overwatch. than. <laughs> so This is a good thing. Oh, God. I saw you'd posted something else on Facebook, too, about a really, you know, a very real issue that's going on. And I thought, man, there are some jerks in this world and there are some people that are just not sensitive and they don't communicate. And I got to tell you, communication, if we could just do our parts to master our own communication with others or at least try. I know Yoda would hate me for saying try, but I'm just saying just try, just try (laughs) just 1% improvement every day in communication so many things would just get better. So many things. I shadow or lurk the relationships subreddit. Which it's, it's a terrible subreddit. Nowadays they call that stalking. <laughs> no, it's lurking. You don't like comment no, too I much. Know. You know? I understand. Um, 99.9% of the issues can be solved by communicate with your partner or communicate with the person or just communicate in general. And that will solve 99.9% of your problems. Yeah. The other point, one percent of the time, the other person's just a jerk. There's two things. One is you have to let down your pride and you have to communicate. Yep. Of course, letting down your pride, especially in the moment, is is really, really almost impossible sometimes because you know you're in the moment, you're not thinking clearly, you're in rage mode, you know, you see red kind of thing. Yeah, your pride's not gonna come down right away. But if you can try, if you can sort of try to let down your pride, then that man, that's gonna it's gonna open up a whole world of possibility. Yeah. Sounds, but the question is, magical. like, what actually makes for effective communication? And more Listening. than just saying it, 
or listening, yeah, but more than just like saying it out loud to someone, actually being able to talk to them in their language, right? Like, yeah, just because you said it doesn't mean it was communicated. That's true. So they call that now bridging style, which oh. is in the in the business community. So it's like I have a personality, you have a personality type. Uh, I, <laughs> that didn't come out right. I, <laughs> well, I've got a personality and you don't. No, uh, so it's like I have a personality type, you have a personality type. We each have our strengths. We each have our whatever, right? You go take those personality tests and you're going to find out that you're a little different than somebody else. Ooh, not surprising, right? So what you have to learn to do, and this is something they talk about in StrengthsFinder all the time, try to understand other people's personality types and their strengths and how they communicate. Not just listen, but actually try to understand, like talk through it, work through it, figure it out so that you can understand where they're coming from and why they're seeing it the way they are. Yeah, that it, it makes a whole world of difference. It's amazing, but people don't do that. I would say less it's than 20% of people do it. Oh, of course it is. It's hard, right? It's, yeah. it's hard to be able to like set yourself aside for a second, trying to figure out where they're coming from. It's just yeah. easier to sort of be like, well, I've told them a bazillion times and why aren't they doing it? They're just bad people. And I always like to like, I love the maxim, like do not attribute to malice what you can just attribute to stupidity or mm. whatever. You can put blank. You can put yeah. stupidity or um, misunderstanding or whatnot. But like generally I like to give the, the idea that folks aren't trying to be bad people or tr- aren't trying to be mean people, except on the internet, for whatever reason, like people put down their filter and just view hatred and terribleness. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in general, like giving people the benefit of the doubt, we could all be a lot happier. I agree. You know, I I, I struggle with that with road rage issues because. Oh well, yeah. One is you know I see people doing really okay. I'm going to, I'm going to say this nicely. People make very bad decisions on the road. <laughs> That's how I'm saying it nicely. That, that is a very nice way to put it. Yes. yes. And, and it, I mean, that is a truth, right? They make bad decisions regardless of what they do. They make unsafe decisions. I, as a person who might have passengers sometimes will get very protective of my passengers and therefore I might get a little aggressive in my drive. And I'm not talking like aggressive towards that person, but like I might get vocally aggressive, like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, that guy almost killed us or that girl almost killed us or whatever. So, you know, I move around, but then here's the thing I love is when you're going five miles over the speed limit and it's not fast enough for the person behind you. So they like rev up on you and then they flash their lights and then they're flipping you off because you're not going faster. So and it's just kind of, and they're flipping off and then I get all angry. And then later I go, why was that person angry? It probably wasn't me. You know, it was probably right. something else that happened in their life. Maybe their dog died and maybe, I don't know, maybe something really bad happened to them that day. And I was just the target. Is this really me? Am I doing anything to this person to cause their anger? Probably not. Is this person trying to be mal- malicious? Well, possibly, but probably not. You know, maybe they're just having a really bad day. And of course, behind the wheel and behind the internet, well, you can be all big and bad. Right. But you get in person and face to face and boy, that. That uh, that macho stuff kind of drops fast. <laughs> right. And I mean, it's that other truth, right? That we as individuals tend to overestimate our importance in the world, which is that, that kind of sad. Sounds really it's, sad. No, it's true. But, <laughs> but basically, like, we're our own character in our in our universe. Like, uh, everything is about us. And oftentimes things that happen to us or peripherally to us or like what other people's reactions are are probably based more on them than they are on you and these are like kind of ways to try to be more positive in the world that does not mean that you have a free pass to not improve yourself i am 100 percent about self-improvement but 
I think understanding, try not to take things too personally and being able to parse it out allows you to kind of grow to be a better human being and yeah. be able to really take constructive criticism without breaking. And that's, that's also a whole nother skill we have to learn too. Yeah. You know, that's a really good thing you brought up because I think it's easy to take it personally. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, culturally, societally, everything like that, we are being taught that we are priority. I am the priority in this world, period. Right. That's what I'm being taught. Not necessarily right. by my parents, of course, or by healthier things that teach you. Uh, they didn't teach that, but society is teaching me that, you know? And it's interesting because we just saw the Maze Runner this week. You know, I, I think in a lot of these movies or stories in general, you see this really huge band of people. You know, the brotherhood, the sisterhood kind of banding together and they, you know, they fight for each other. They get each other's backs. And I think we as a community, well, I mean, I think we as a culture long for that. We don't have a lot of that. Well, I won't go into the story in case you haven't seen it, but you know, there's a lot of stuff in there where they will risk almost everything to save one of their friends. Right. And I think would any of us do that today in this real world? Really? It depends how much of a pragmatist you are. (laughs) See, there you go. But the reality is, is that if we think that we're the most important entity in the universe, well, I'm not going to risk myself because I'm more important than my friend. I, I think <laughs> I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here. <laughs> I would hope that. I, I think there's, no, I think there's, there's two parts here, right? Like, I still think there's a lot of good goodness in the world. I think that in the first world countries, we tend to have this like, huge huge shift to individualism and then on top of that you have nationalism going on to that like trying to say let's take care of me the most and then our like country but in saying that we actually like force other people to not be a part of our country i probably went off a little tangential for for your point but i think that i think that we have really really strong ties to certain people but i do think that our priorities are sometimes Kind of outweighed. I think it's really interesting that you actually mentioned um, parents that maybe teaching us to that we're the most important thing in the world. It was actually a really interesting conversation came up on the internet recently, and it's kind of been making the rounds. Somebody posted on the subreddit of parenting subreddit that said, "Like, I love my kids, but if I were to do this over again, I wouldn't because I feel like my kids are everything now, and I don't get to live my life, and I mm. don't get to, I, I don't get to enjoy what's important to me." anymore um and it was really interesting that a lot of parents came up and said you know i think for whatever reason nowadays parenting is 100 percent about your kids like it's it's about what your kids want um Mm -hmm. whereas really the hierarchy should be more like kids needs parental needs parental wants and then kids wants it was like a good way that people put it and you had people bring up examples of like how 30 years ago 40 years ago when they had their parents like their parents would drag them to go see architecture or drag them to car shows, knowing that the kids would not care at all about it. Like my parents did that to me too. But like, because that's something that they loved, they shared it with me. Um, and I think that's really important when you're like parenting and bringing up kids. And if folks continue to parent in the South saying, everything needs to be about my kid, 100%, we might get an even more like selfish generation. Oh yeah. That. Who knows? Or I, I could just be like the old person waving my cane on the on the <laughs> front yard and saying, "Oh, they're kids nowadays." Get off my lawn! Get off my lawn! <laughs> but no, it's it's interesting that you brought up this like idea of yeah. like our center center of the world because that literally was is a conversation that's been going through me and that. There were just things that we as kids did that people would have heart attacks about today. 
And right. it's not like we were ever unsafe. We were never stupid. I mean, there were kids that I knew that were my friends that were pretty dumb and it's a miracle they're alive today and don't have brain damage, <laughs> honestly. But interesting. Okay. I wanted to bring That's this right. up too, because it kind of goes along with what you know we're talking about right now. I had some interesting experiences this week. So I'm going to ask the question, how real can we really be? And the reason I'm asking is because it's called the real Brian show. <laughs> <laughs> That's partially back to your roots. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's not the only reason that it's called the Real Brian Show, but that's one of the reasons is to be authentic and real, and because you know we want to try to to be the best us and the best version of ourselves. Oh yeah. You and I are both performers, so we understand. Um, I mean, you have been a performer. I know you're focusing on different things right now, but we understand that you know when you're in front of people, there is a very real aspect to how audience can. I guess it relate to certain ways. You know what I mean? They're going to relate positively this way or they're not going to this way or whatever the case may be. Right. Whole lives day to day. We're being judged for like performing in our lives as well. Right. Like I've been doing a bunch of interviews for jobs and that's been feeling like the whole performance even more tiring than these, this kind of stuff. So I get it. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm glad you said that because um, one of the, (laughs) this is going to sound, this is going to sound really depressing and sad, but it's actually true. And and it's not only depressing and sad. It's kind of cool. I had a realization just over the last weekend that I was like, man, I have lived most of my entire life the way others want me to live or expect me to live. So they want me to be a certain way or expect me to be a certain way or they want me or expect me to do certain things the way they would want them done. And because Mm -hmm. here's why I've done this. One, I'm an extrovert. Two, I have a type seven personality on the Enneagram, which means I have, you know, 85 (laughs) interests. And so therefore I can... I can chameleon myself to so many different people and things, not because I don't know who I am, but because I can relate to people and I enjoy it. So like somebody says, Hey man, let's go fly fishing. And I'd be like, okay, that sounds like fun, but then I'm never going to go by myself ever. Like that's not going to become one of my passions, but I'm happy to go. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you could probably super enjoy it too. So I'm going to have a blast. Right. But what I found through that. And then also, of course, caring what people think way too much. I do. That's one of my biggest weaknesses. It's easy to fall into the trap of being somebody or like you said, performing in a certain way that makes people happy or doing things that everybody else wants. And then you right. you finally sit down and you realize, well, shoot, <laughs> I haven't done what I want to do. I haven't been who I really truly am because I haven't felt like I can. Because if I really am truly who I am, then I can honestly say, okay, so let's say this. What if I just had, you know, a horribly sucky, discouraging and hurtful week and I'm just in need of, of a little bit of friend support and just need to kind of work through it. That's not who I am, but you know, it's just kind of the circumstances. Can I share that? Can I be real about that? Or is that going to make people kind of disgusted, turn away and just kind of be like, I got to go. I need happier things. You know what I mean? And that's kind of the whole, how real can we be? I I, I don't think it's necessarily discussed so much as this like, uncomfortable like feeling uncomfortable right because we as humans everything we do is try to avoid being and feeling uncomfortable right um that's a good point and when you put somebody in that position who you don't have a relationship with they're just gonna be like "Uh, i don't know what to do right now for you like i don't know what my boundaries are i don't know what i can or cannot do and maybe that's like this isn't fair to ask of me. I think that's probably the bigger response that people had. And they might not like go so deep as to think of that. They might just be like, you kind of, but like truly their you isn't responsive. I'm uncomfortable right now. Yeah. I don't know what to do with this. And it's uncomfortable to say I'm uncomfortable or it's uncomfortable to be like, I don't have the answer for you and I don't know what to do for you. 
but I'm here. So that's, I mean, that's a very fair point and you're right about that. But then again, if I come back and I say, well, what if I just had the best, most amazing, successful, powerful, positive week? Of course, it's okay to share that, right? That's that's a good question because sometimes it's not, right? It also depends on the people you're sharing with, right? Because <laughs> it can come off as being, oh, they're just bagging in my face now. And like, you know, so like you have to surround yourself with people who will appreciate you and appreciate celebrating you for your highs and your lows. Yeah. Um, I think trying to just do it to anyone and everyone, like I have that mistake because I, I try to love and like connect with everyone because that is my personality. That is what I like to do. But people who aren't that way can kind of see that as disingenuous or just being like, oh, it means nothing to me. It's a blip. And like as I'm growing older, I've definitely like pared down and realized more like definitely the close relationships you have probably matter the most because they're the ones who can keep track of your life and like see you grow and celebrate you and like ride this roller coaster that is life with you. Mm. Like if we're going to be honest, you try to think back like five years ago, can you think of anybody who like celebrated something or who had a really bad like down? Do you remember anything off the top of your head? What was going on in their lives? What were they really celebrating about one time or what were they really sad about one time? You can probably get a gestalt of what their life has sort of been like, but you probably, probably won't remember like the pinpoint idea and i think kind of going through that exercise you can then extrapolate that to yourself and be like oh i can try to share these things be sad or be down but like what is the impact in the long run of this yeah well that kind of goes back to something that people used to ask me on on podcasting was how transparent should you be on podcasting and my answer has always been be as transparent as as is beneficial to the next person 99.9 percent of the people that you know which means pretty much everybody except for like five or so. <laughs> like you said, you're close friends. There's the... So you know 500. Five, well, I don't know. I'm totally 5, like... I'm making 5,000 5, people. I'm bad at math. I no, can't math. I right. can't math. Okay, so like <laughs> I, I guess it's somewhere between three and 12 is the average number of people that are close to you. Right. Something like that. And those um, fluctuate in time and in life. Totally. So those yeah. people you can be pretty dang transparent with and most of the time they can handle it. But the rest of the people that you know can't handle it. They can't handle what you're going through. And a lot of times, I mean. Or just doesn't matter that much. Might not be they can't handle it. Just like doesn't matter to them. Well, sure. And I I think there are certain things where it's like, who cares? And then there are, I'll bring this up and I'm not going to mention names or go specifics here, but there was an example on Facebook that just happened that sort of prompted this whole question. And it's uh, someone I know posts a lot of very, you know, normal, positive, successful, happy things and all that all the right. time. Well, I find out through, you know, different channels that this person's going through an extremely serious traumatic scenario in, in this person's life right now. I mean, not just like, oh, that's sad. It's like, oh, crap. <laughs> and yeah. there's no indication of it anywhere. Like you would have no clue that this person was dealing with this and had been dealing with this for a long time. It's interesting. My first reaction to this was, that's why I hate Facebook. Because this person doesn't, I mean, I had no clue that this person was going through this and I'm so mad that all they were posting was, oh, this is happy. Everything's great. Everything's fine. And then my second reaction was, holy crap, how can I help? And so I reached out to this person directly, you know, instead of the whole gossip chain. And I'm just like, what can I do for you? And I don't, I mean, this isn't like a, a close friend. It's somebody that I know it's a good acquaintance, good interactions over the years and stuff like that. But still, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm not going to just let this go. I need to reach out and do something about this. 
good for you. That's good human. <laughs> thank you. But that's it kind of stepped back and I said, okay, why did I get so angry that this person didn't post something on Facebook? And then I thought, well, maybe that's not the place for it. And that goes back to my question. How real can we really be? Because, well, maybe that person actually did the right thing by not posting on Facebook because most people don't care or can most people can't handle it or whatever the case may be. Well, and I think you bring up a really good point with Facebook, right? Like that we as a society now use social media oftentimes as a proxy for getting in touch with people or keeping tabs on people or checking in with people. And the problem with social media, though, in that regard is the person you're keeping tabs on or like thinking that you're staying connected with doesn't know you're staying connected with them in that way Um, unless you meaningfully interact with them somehow. I think something is then lost with that relationship. It's true. Like if the person who you're supposed to be caring about or thinking that you care about doesn't know you're caring about them, does that does that do any good? I, yeah. you know, and that, I think that's a question to be asked. Yeah. And, and the other point that you bring up with the whole idea of, is this the right medium? Like, is podcasting the right medium? How open do we be about this? I do err on the side of, yeah, maybe stuff that you don't want permanently forever. Don't post it or don't sure. say it, right? Because the problem with podcasting and problem with social media is that it will be there forever. And if yeah. somebody wants to dig it up, they can dig it up and they can use this against you. Yeah. And it's just, that's an unfortunate fact of society. And I don't love that we like paint the best version of ourselves on Facebook that like, Oh, look at me. I am the most interesting person who travels to 5,000 countries and I've have all the money in the world. Blah, blah, blah. Like it's not, it's not realistic and it makes other people also sad. But at the same time, putting all your trials on there, putting all your hardships on there, it can be sort of, I, I agree. Sometimes it might not be the right form and it's not because. We don't care, but it's more my concern of what can somebody do with this. Sure. And Which, it's sad that we think that way. There are other things that prompted this this question. One is I'm looking back at 100 episodes of The Real Brian Show. I have had moments of let's just totally nerd out and have fun. And there's then the other right. side is exactly what we're doing right now. I like to kind of work through situations that are like, okay, this is a real thing. I don't know how to handle it personally. I have to talk through things because I'm a verbal processor. I imagine I'm not the only person that deals with stuff like this or has this question, right? So I'm like, let's talk through it and let's figure some stuff out. And I always go, man, I don't know if people like this kind of conversation or not, because like you said, how real can you be? And then on the other side, I've had people say, it's ironic that the real Brian show is called the real Brian show because I don't feel like you're really embracing the real Brian. And I've heard that from probably 10 people because exactly like you just said, there are certain things that I don't think should be said. Because it's not beneficial to somebody listening or you just don't know what people are going to do with it. So there's a level of trust. I think there's a level of it's, it's kind of like and this is the classic example I use. You see this all the time on social media. Hey, I just flew to Disneyland. I'm like, great. Your house is empty. I'm going to go rob it. <laughs> like, <laughs> thanks. That's true. You know what I mean? That's why I never posted any of that until after I've done it all. Of them. I'm the I'm same back. way. Totally the same because way. Because not for that reason. I'm just I get too wrapped up in vacationing and having fun. Well, that's good though. That's actually the healthy thing. (laughs) Yeah. But so your point of like people saying, I don't feel like you're being you that I find that super problematic. Right. Because then we now come to the question of like, what do people define as quote real or not real? Um, And like the way that you've decided to live your life, the way that you decide to present yourself, that is very much as much of real you than any other part that people may think is you. Right. Like sadness and like tough things don't necessarily make a person more real. I think that they are parts of helping shape who you are. 
But and I don't I don't think being happy and whatnot is, is fake. I guess I should clarify on that is that's that's not to say that you should be more happy or more sad or whatever. It was just more right. of a you're holding back something. You actually hit the nail on the head, was that or, or you know, you you uh what was my new thing? If you hit the nail on the head if you kick the chicken in the butt or something. I don't know, but anyway. What? <laughs> okay. I haven't heard that before. Oh, I, try, I try to make things up, you know? Um, it's like, you know, get all your ducks in a row. Screw that. Get your okay. chickens in a pyramid. That is the challenge. Okay. So my, my point though is, is you said it is, is I think that there are certain things that again, if I were to say, again, going back to if I had just had the worst week in the world and I share it on the show, does that benefit anyone listening? Or does it just make me personally feel better and that's it? And I think that's where the quote holding back has come from, not just on the real Brian show, but in everything that I do when it comes to podcasting or anything public, right? It's like, if it doesn't benefit somebody listening, then why, why share it? Why talk about it? If it benefits them, you know, like if somebody's dealing with a crappy time and I can use my crappy time to connect with them, to, you know, work with them and journey with them, well, then that is beneficial, right? I agree. That is beneficial. But the question also for yourself is just because it might have made you feel good in that moment, will that make you feel good in the future, right? So like, which you do you value? Do you value right right now you or the future you? And this is that question again. There are some things that you're like, "Mm, maybe isn't good for me in the long term. And then there you choose not to not to put that up. I appreciate this because uh, this was just I know this is a question that not only I have. I know a lot of people have, have talked about this. Like I said, I got, I used to get asked this question a lot when I did ProfitCast as far okay. as how real should people be on their shows. So yeah. obviously people were thinking about it and going, man, I don't know how to handle this. But then again, it's like I see it on Facebook all the time. It's either somebody's posting something that's really negative or, you know, uh, polarizing or somebody's posting something about how awesome they are and how great their life is and everything. And that's usually most of what you see on Facebook. Sometimes you'll see something a little more real. And then again, so this is where like, I I thought it would be funny actually where there's, and we've talked about this before, but you post the mundane. So, you know, you're cleaning the toilet and you're smiling and like, wish you were here kind of thing. (laughs) My friend actually, whenever we go to fancy dinners, he'll only take pictures of a plate when it's empty. And then he'll send that picture to people (laughs) and be like, look, my food. (laughs) It was really good. (laughs) It was really great. Uh, So, I mean, it's, it's sort of like the funky take on the interesting that people think are va- are valuable to post on yeah on the internets i think of some of the people that i follow some of them are friends they're extraordinarily successful in so many ways in their life or at least as far as we know anyway right you know we know they're making <laughs> six figures a month we know that they're you know they've got millions of downloads we know blah 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 blah, blah. but do i know <laughs> if they're happy i don't know because they don't ever say anything but you've still got the trolls who will go out there and be like, oh, I hate that person. They're so fake. Even though <laughs> most people are actually attracted to that level of success. It's kind of funny. So, you know, no matter where you go, someone is going to, well, I guess the bigger you get, this is more of a problem, but where you go, no matter where you go, somebody's going to try to, to hate you and troll on to you. To bring you down. And, That's oh, yeah. true. You yeah. can't make everyone happy. So no. at least make yourself happy. Well, and I heard this too, and I think this is so, so, so true. There are the people that are maliciously attacking you. We've seen it in gaming. Right. And then there are the people that are closest to you that will not maliciously attack you. They will not directly attack you. But if subconsciously, let's say you tell me something and you're just like, oh, Brian, 
I just got the greatest job. I'm, oh my gosh, it's like a, an amazing, successful position. They bought a house on the beach for me. I'm going to be getting paid, you know, <laughs> 800000 a month. And oh, oh my I hate gosh. you so much. And I'm just going to be sitting here and going, oh, well, hmm, you know, good luck. We'll see if it lasts. You know what I mean? Because subconsciously, maybe even consciously, I'm going to feel like a failure compared to you because I've compared myself. So, and I've heard this so many times when I get out there and somebody says, how are you doing? And I say, oh, you know, I'm actually doing really great. And then I start to share what's going on. And I start to realize that the more I share, that's great. The more I see them like kind of sink, the more I see their, their smile turn into a frown. And then all of a sudden everything's negative. Well, you know, I don't know. Good luck. I don't know why you do that. And just don't go get a real job because they feel bad. They feel like a failure compared to me. And so now all of a sudden they're bringing me down. There's always haters and they're right in front of you half the time. (laughs) I mean, that's the question, too. Like, if you put it online for the public to see, you are welcoming even more judgment from, like, folks who you really shouldn't care about their judgment at all. Exactly. And it's nice to get, like, approval and, like, yay, good for you. But, like, it's not so nice to get, like, oh, I feel bad for you or, oh, your life sucks or, oh, you're terrible. I think that's also why it's selective (laughs) for why we don't post negative or like compromising things on the internet right and probably that is for a good thing because we really shouldn't stop trying to get so many people's judgments and this is coming from a person who definitely cares about what other people think to my chagrin so yeah you you and i have a problem i honey we all have a problem well well, i think you and i should start the support (laughs) group for people who care too much about what other people think because i seriously that is actually going to be you know i've I've had like i don't know what 2018 is going to be i always have like this year is the year of whatever i think last year was the year of balance I'm like 2018 is going to be the year of not living life by what other people think or want. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I still want to serve them. I still want to get out there. I want to be a blessing to other people because why else do we live? If we can't, you know, make somebody smile or, Oh oh my gosh, can I, can I share? Have you, did you get to go see greatest showman yet? No, I want to so bad. You have to see it. (laughs) I'm not going to give much away. Oh my gosh. So I, I was excited, but I did not expect that. That was really? amazing. Phenomenal. I, I expect it because the music video and the music, oh, the music. Was- oh, yeah. Oh. To me, in every way, that show, that movie was amazing. I'm mean, sure they could have done better, but I'm not a big critic anymore. I'm like, whatever. I'm so, so, so overly Wait. excited. Anyway. When is award season and will they get awards? Oh, I don't know, but I hope they do. So there were a couple of interesting messages in there, and this isn't going to give much away, but one of them was... Again, trying to seek popular and societal approval and going and seeing that movie and going, that is exactly, that is my problem. Like, uh, because I'm an extrovert, extroverts have a tendency to care. I'm sorry. They want social acceptance. So they will do sometimes whatever it takes in order to get that. I got to stop doing that because then if I don't get it, then, you know, it's the worst day of my life. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. It's nowhere to live. And then the other message in there that I thought was really good was you don't need to be more than you already are. And sort of in parentheses are meant to be. And I thought, Aww. man, I have a tendency to do that too. You know, like who I am is just fine. As long as I'm, like you said earlier, continuing to grow and continuing to, you know, I don't know, become more wise and, you know, be a better benefit to someone else. Like don't right. become more selfish, obviously, but trying to be more than you already are. Like, you know, again, this goes back to the point where I see my friends who are making six figures a month. And I'm actually not exaggerating that, by the way. And I go, I got to do that. And then I go see this movie. I don't know why I'd make six figures a month. <laughs> okay, sorry. Not to detract from your point. Continue on. <laughs> get, get into podcasting and other things. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. 
And so I'm thinking, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And I'm like, no, maybe I'm not meant to. And is that okay? Like, do I need to make money to be successful and happy? Well, no, of course not. P.T. Barnum was quoted saying something along the lines of, uh, I don't know, like the greatest thing or whatever is to make other people happy or something like that. Like that was his mission was to make people happy. And I just thought, okay, here's a successful person who made people happy. And there was nothing wrong with that. When I first started this show, that was actually one of my mission statements was to make people happy to have, you know, like you, you wake up, you're like, Oh, I don't want to get up. You turn on the real Brian show. Your day is now better. You're happier. You're more positive. You're going to have a better work day. You're going to work better. You're going to interact with your coworkers and your family better and your friends and all that. Like that was the original goal. And all of the advisors were like, that is stupid. That is ridiculous. You're never going to succeed. You got to teach people something. You got to give them something tangible. And I listened to it for like 90 episodes and there's nothing wrong with just making people happy. So reflecting on the last 10 episodes, then do you think you've more succeeded for what you wanted initially? I feel like we're getting on the right track. Finally. Are you proud of what you've done so far? I'm proud of all a hundred episodes, including this one. I really am. And honestly, even if there were some that were confusing and some that just didn't hit the mark or what, I, what I don't care because I learned the whole way. Somebody liked an episode, even if it was one person, there was always at least one person that liked every episode. Yeah. So I'm learning to change this happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's cool that you're on the show because I think you and I are more alike than I realized. (laughs) Oh, we're we're very alike. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. (laughs) It was much, much more fun discussing, you know, our topic today with you than me just monologuing. Oh yeah. Because that would have been boring. You're not, no, you're not boring. (laughs) So much fun. <laughs> You're sitting here monologuing. So uh, anyway, uh, the next uh, next point here. Uh, I guess you could like make different voices and try to chat, with, debate with yourself. But I feel like that would actually go into the realm of creepy slash a little sad. That's actually kind of a fun idea, though. Maybe I should try that. You know, so I'm told because I talk in my sleep. Okay, I do so too. You too, do Are we, we twinsies? Yes, we're twins. Oh, no. <laughs> I love this. So the first time I heard about this, I was a freshman in college. My roommate told me that I was having a conversation with some guy on the phone and I was doing both of the voices and dialoguing in perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, that's it was the first time I heard that. And I'm like, that's dude, exact. I've got talent. Well, I got to share um, a TV show that I've been watching this week. Even though I'm on surgery right now, I have time to watch TV shows in my downtime. Um, but right have now, some downtime. that's good. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's good, you know? I've been watching Altered Carbon on Netflix. Mm. Uh, it just came out this week. It is yeah. amazing. Is it? Okay, um, I was wondering. Good. Yeah. So the premise of the show, uh, I can give it like a one without giving spoilers, but the idea is, or somebody summed it up best saying it's Ghost in the Shell done well in America. Oh, wow. Set in the future, consciousness has now been able to be put onto what they call stacks, which are, it's like a chip that collects your consciousness. And it can be put into what they call sleeves, basically bodies, and they can be switched into different sleeves. Series kind of touches on like what happens if we had this and you can maybe have immortality because mm-hmm. you can continually have consciousness and just replace bodies and talking about like wealth inequality and what happens if you have people who live forever and have lots mm-hmm. of money and things like that. So it's really interesting. Um, super sci-fi, lots of guns, lots of fighting, lots of blood. It's great. <laughs> Nice. But done really, really well. And they have a good mix of actors of different races without like just highlighting that. Oh, yeah, they're this race. They're Asian. Yay. No, mm-hmm. it's just that they happen to be that way. I've enjoyed it thoroughly. 
Nice. It looks cool. I saw it. I saw the futuristic setting and I went, Ooh, I got to watch this. And I just haven't yet. Yeah. It's on my list though. But it's, good. it's lots of fun. So, okay. Speaking of, of, well, this was Netflix as well, but speaking of the new Netflix thing that's going on with that, I also have on my list is the Cloverfield Paradox movie. So the original one was kind of a Blair Witch Project meets like, I don't know, Godzilla type of style. And I remember watching it and going, eh, you know, it's a typical, it's a college party or whatever. And you know, the, uh, the guy's on a, a like a vid cam or some kind, you know, and he's, he's shaking all <laughs> over the place and you're like, ah, this is really annoying to watch, but it was interesting. It was, it was kind of like, that's what the Blair Witch Project style comes in. Right. Then there was 10 Cloverfield Lane with John Goodman. That movie was totally different because I was like 10 Cloverfield Lane. Like where are the aliens? What's going on with this? And it was a psychological thriller. So mm-hmm. it was really, really good. And then, oh, okay. You know, now, now we see how it kind of sort of tied together, but not really. We're still kind of confused as to what's going on here. Right. Well, then Cloverfield Paradox takes place like I don't even know what's going on. Now I'm hearing it's in a completely alternate reality. <laughs> so now there's this theory that all of the movies so far are on different Earths. I don't know what's going on. I haven't seen it. But anyway, the point being is that this was supposed to come out in the theaters in late April. And at the Super Bowl, they said, hey, it's going to be on Netflix right after the game. Wait, what? What? The, what? Yeah. What? So it's streaming on Netflix and now they're not going to release it in the theater, but it's the full length movie. Still J.J. Abrams. Like so bad that they were like, we're just going to skip theater. <laughs> I wonder. Stick it on Netflix. No, like, I think people actually kind of liked it. I think it was just some movies nowadays are saying, forget the theater, forget the box office. Let's just go straight to Netflix and make more money. I don't know, though. I don't know how true that is, but I find huh. that interesting. So I'm curious to watch it because it definitely is sci fi. And if there's alternate realities involved, oh, I love that. Okay, speaking yeah. of Super Bowl really quickly, there's a handful of people that I know that watched it, and then there are a lot of people that I know that just didn't care this year or were boycotting it just because of what so, was going on with the NFL and everything. I didn't like actively boycott it. I mean, I do agree with like folks who take the knee and kind of the history behind that, which is really interesting because people doing are doing for like patriotic reasons. Um, yeah, the ones that aren't doing it for patriotic reasons, though, that's that's different. Yeah, absolutely. So there's there's both sides. I I'm actually just not a football person for many reasons, uh, including like concussion issues, which has been coming more in the news, but also there's like a plethora of interesting things surrounding football culture in America. And I won't go into it right now because that could be a whole whole episode in and of itself. But no, I did not watch it. Okay. I didn't even know who played. I asked somebody <laughs> in surgery yesterday. I was like, uh, so who played? No, I would be like those uh, nerds that were on Jeopardy. Was not Jeopardy? Where like they. Clear the whole board except for the football <laughs> terms, and then they were zero for zero. They didn't even try any of the football terms. And Alex Trebek said, "If you get one of these right, I will die." Oh. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. that, that would be me. I would be on that show, and I'd be like, "I can't answer any of these yeah. at all." What's interesting is just kind of seeing how this year was a very polarized year when it comes to the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, but, you know the people that watched it, they loved it. I mean, even I, for me, it's more of like, okay, hey, people are getting together and there's food. Sure, I'll be there. I don't care what we're doing. But I mean, even what I watched, I was just like, oh, that was actually pretty good to watch. Commercials have sucked for like, I want to say close to eight years now when it comes to the Super Bowl. I feel like they keep Why? going down. I don't know. It's like they're running out of ideas or I don't know. But this year there was one major. I mean, there were probably three different companies that I actually laughed out loud at, but especially with the one that caught my attention, the Tide commercials. Oh, my gosh. Like if you didn't watch the Super Bowl and you didn't see those or whatever, you have to go YouTube those because they were awesome. They were creative again. They were funny. Had the guy from Stranger Things, you know, the, the sheriff. Okay. Was really, really good. So that was for, fun. For, I have no idea what those commercials are, but now that you bring up commercials and like washing commercials, I can only think of that one Chinese commercial where it's like a 
Kane's girl, she sees a black guy and she doesn't like it, so she sticks him in the washing machine and he comes out white or Asian and then she's all happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really bad commercial, like really racist. The but- ones that don't get aired. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Oh yeah. man. So that's what I liked about the Tide one is that they were doing they were like combining other commercials and you know the old spice guy? Mm-hmm. He he's like, Hello ladies, it's me again. Yeah, I, I I'm not gonna give any more away. Oh, now I need to go see it. It's really funny. You know, okay, you brought up the concussion stuff. I watched the movie Concussion with Will Smith. I know that's a true story. I would love, especially, especially with some of the research I'm sure you've done, I would love to talk about that on an upcoming episode because I think that would be really fascinating. And a lot of people I know have no idea about that stuff. And I know a lot of it's been covered up. Oh, yeah. Oh, that'd be so fun. Talk about it. It'd be great. Okay, we'll do that coming up. Okay, can I just nerd out about a couple of... uh, Please do. Songs really quickly. Yes. So I'm a huge music fan. So you like Al City, right? You were telling me you like Al City. Oh, I love Al City. Have you They're heard great. his brand new song, Lucid Dream? No, I have not. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I need to go. I'm a it. huge fan of Al City. I feel like, you know, some of his earlier stuff was just fan bloody tastic, you know? Boom, here's one brand new song called Lucid Dream. And I'm like, this is the Al City that I know. Oh, it's so good. Gotta go check okay. it out. Okay. I must do it. And. I mean, I think everybody knows here that I'm a Lights fan. And I just discovered this song on the latest album. So it's not like a brand new song. But anyway, Magnetic Field. Very slow, but wow. Okay. I wow. had to Powerful. look up both of these. I'm excited. And then, you know, Plum. I like Plum. She's She's been around for years. And uh, she just has just this beautiful voice. She's still going. And I like how her music's actually kind of evolving and changing with today's style. It's not like, oh, I'm doing 90s music still. It's... It's just continually evolved and changed. Oh, it's so good. Maybe I should bring her on. She's just, she's got a crazy story too. Yeah, you should. That would be great. I'm going to leave you with one thought here. And I think this is really important. We've talked about the beautiful concoction that is the affogato. Or uh, actually, it's also called the the bad kitty. What? Yeah, gato is, isn't that cat? Oh, it is gato in Spanish. Correct. So uh, bad kitty who's actually Lee Steven has been on the show, of course. Um, oh. Affogato is the bad kitty. Uh, and so there you go. That's his drink. He doesn't even know it, but now he does. But of course he drinks Maxwell house and that's not coffee. No, see that's, that's bad. That's, that's dirt. legitimately a bad affogato. Oh, if you yeah. make that into one. So, so this, I guess he's earned the name. Yeah. Yeah. Bad kitty. I know, but this affogato <laughs> that I have is this new coffee shop at this new amazing hotel in downtown Fort Collins, Colorado. It's called the Elizabeth and, and you know, it's like, oh, we got to go see this new place because it's, it's amazing. And I get in there and I'm like, oh my gosh, I know the barista. So shout out to Hannah because um, she's awesome. And she did an amazing, amazing job with this. Except this time, what we did is that instead of regular ice cream, it was coconut ice cream made with full fat coconut cream. Oh, yes. And then of course, two shots of glorious espresso that was roasted by some awesome roasters here locally. Oh my gosh. Oh Amazing. my gosh. Cause the nettiness of the coconut kind of should like meld with the profile of the nettiness of the coffee. Yeah, oh yeah. Sounds great. So I just want to, you know, leave you with that beautiful, glorious mental image. Now I want one. Yeah. I think you should. <laughs> All right. You know what the music means. Anna, oh, yeah. thank you so much again for being on the real Brian show. Thanks for having me. I, I love being here. So good. We're going to have you back again when you have time. Of course. When you're in surgery, you could just have a mic strapped to your head and be like, all right, uh, we need to do this there. So anyway, here's my thoughts and 
Yeah. Right? No, yeah. <laughs> RealBrianShow.com. Please reach out to Emily and The Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.